0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the multipod. My name is Vanessa. And in this episode, I'm joined by three fabulous guests, Antonia, Elaine and Sonia, who are the co facilitators of the putty versus job search support group, which is an amazing resource that I have taken part in and learned a lot from over the past while. There are some real nuggets of wisdom in this interview. So I hope you learn something too. Without further ado, here's the interview. I am here with the lovely co facilitators of the. Oh my gosh, I already forgot what it's called. Okay. <laughs> The lovely facilitators of the job search support group. And I would love for them to introduce themselves so we can put voices to names. And then we'll get into some of this fun job search multi potentialite talk. So let's do alphabetical order. Let's start with Antonia.
1: Okay, hello. My name is Antonia and I'm living in Frankfurt in Germany. And yeah, I've been with a job search support group also from the beginning. And I started as a participant, but now I'm coach and co-facilitator. I've uh, co-hosted two um, discovery cohorts together with Sonia. And we also do the uh, focus sessions together, which is a lot of fun.
0: Yes. Awesome. Thanks for being here. We'll go over to Elaine. Hi, I'm Elaine Elrod. I launched the
2: Job Search Support Group about a year ago, and I'm also one of the three co-facilitators, which means that we do a lot of behind-the-scenes administration, organization. We do a lot of communicating over the forum, and I've also done facilitation for the landing the job cohorts and for an accountability cohort.
0: Awesome. And where are you, Elaine? I am in the
2: same city you were in, (laughs) which is in uh, the Great White North in Canada, in Edmonton, Alberta.
0: That's right. I just wanted to be like, oh, (laughs) how are things going on your neck of the woods? (laughs) I have not been outside, so I don't know. I'll tell you, I have a window right here, and it's very windy today. But okay. it's nice and sunny, so I mean, that's yeah, a good I've thing. been I've
2: been enjoying the sunshine and the puddles. I love puddles. Oh Nice,
0: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> my my dog enjoys them too. Much to my chagrin. Uh, <laughs> Yoshi. Yoshi, Yoshi, my dog Yoshi. Uh, yeah, so let's go to Sonia and Sonia. Tell us what part of the world you're in as well. So I'm in Portugal and it's also sunny and windy.
3: So the weather is the same. Interesting. Exactly. And I'm also one of the co-facilitators of the group. And I've been helping out as a coach and uh, facilitating the discovery cohorts and the the focus coaching sessions with Antonia and helping out with as many tidbits of information and knowledge as I can. Cool. And also did a part like in the landing the job cohorts too. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Okay, so we're going to get all into that. Um, I want to start by saying I really wanted to have you all on because we talk We've talked before about job searching on the Multipod, um, but it's just that it's a topic that multi-potentialites are constantly (laughs) engaging in. Um, And I am part of the job search group, so I have really found some real value in things that I have learned and the support that I've gotten. So I really wanted to have you all on to talk about that, Um, and I'm excited. So let's get into it. Um let's just start by talking about like what it is and how it started. Um, I'm not sure who the best person is to talk about that. Maybe Elaine. Okay.
2: Yeah. So about a year ago, I wanted some social and emotional support for my own job search. And okay. of course, I thought of the putty verse. In my mind, I was just imagining a small circle of other job searchers and career transitioners who would hold each other accountable and give each other that peer support. So... um, I, but from the beginning, I always imagined it as that everyone in this proposed Puttyverse group would be relating as equals. Mm-hmm. And so I put my idea before the community in in the forum, in a, in a forum post, and it turned into this really great discussion. And from the discussion, what emerged was that we wanted to have two streams. Um, so it was going to be way bigger than what I was imagining, because I was listening to what people wanted. And one of the streams was we ended up calling Discovery. And um, that, that phase was made possible by a coach named Allison, who you've interviewed on the podcast before. We were very grateful to her because she made it possible for us right after we actually started the group to have discovery cohorts. So we, she she was in charge of two discovery cohorts that Sonia and Antonia also participated in as coaches. And, um, and then the other, and then we're still actually using her exercises, which we're also grateful for. And then the other stream was called landing the job. And it's just what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so from there, it's just grown and we're doing these also these focus coaching sessions. And almost from the beginning, Sonia was a part of this and was my co facilitator. And about six months ago, Antonia also came on board as a co facilitator.
0: Awesome. Very cool. So um, I know that Sonia has definitely done some uh, real time coaching because I've actually experienced it. Um, So Antonia, remind me what you've been doing in the group. Yes, I also, um, did,
1: um, the co-hosting together with Sonia of discovering uh, um, discovery phase groups two two times and also of a focus session. So, of course, Sonia does the main part of talking. So because our temperaments are just different. And, but I also <laughs> switch in when I want to add something and uh, give some ideas or some, yeah, inspiration.
0: Okay, great. Antonio. what would you say the discovery cohort is?
1: So the discovery cohort is more about, yeah, as it says, about discovering what is your ideal job in a way. Maybe it's not your ideal job, but, for, but you think about what is uh, what you like to do and what are your strengths and where can you all bind up everything and find a good job which really suits you and which is yeah, just the thing that really makes you happy as good as you can. <laughs> so, of course. Right. Yeah.
2: Would it be okay okay if I jump in at some point and just very briefly give you some of our milestones and our plans for the future, just whenever it fits in?
0: Yeah, let's do it now. I just wanted to get the discovery sort of um, definitions so people know what it means. But yeah, yeah, tell me about some milestones. And then I have some questions about the multipod job search landscape, I guess. But yeah, go ahead.
2: Thank you. Yeah. So um, we just recently celebrated our one year anniversary and we actually had an anniversary celebration huddle. That was really wonderful. The last I checked, we're up to about 78 members and we have 11 coaches and two facilitators involved in the group. And 14 of our members at least, because we don't always hear about this. But 14 Mm -hmm. of our members have definitely found work. Many of those are very happy in the work that they're doing. And many others have made huge progress and have started to take action on their job search. And we've had about 30 members participate in the cohorts that I mentioned and that we've been talking about, discovery, landing the job, and accountability. And that doesn't even include our drop-in huddles and just to mention very briefly, we are at a turning point right now, because we're finding it increasingly difficult to form these cohorts. It's just hard to find putty peep, enough putty people who are all available the same day and the same time, which mm-hmm. is what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're putting, um, we're definitely going to continue surveying our members to try to make those cohorts happen, so surveying people about their availability on an ongoing basis. But we're putting a lot lot of emphasis now on these monthly drop-in huddles. And so you heard about the focus coaching sessions and Sonia, Antonia, and one of our new brand new coaches named Deb um, are going to be doing that. And they've already been, well, Sonia and Antonia have already done quite a few of these. The next one is coming up Wednesday, April 27th at 3 p.m. UTC. And um, just to note that because all of our huddles are mostly for our members, they don't appear in the Puttyverse calendar, but if you're mm. a member of the group, you will get notified. Yeah, cool. and then we're, we're just hoping to get together our our participants, but mostly our facilitators and coaches to figure out how can we take action to have a lot more flexibility and variety in the kinds of support we offer so that it fits in with people's schedules?
0: Cool. I know it's so hard to coordinate everybody (laughs) because we're all around the world and we've all got our schedules. Yeah, it's so hard, but I appreciate the work you're doing. And um, yeah, that's awesome. So uh, exciting milestones. That's Thank pretty you. cool. That's very, yeah. very cool. I didn't know that 14 ish people have uh, successfully found work and are happy and whatever. That's so great. Uh, hopefully, I'll be in that uh, group as well. I'm currently looking for work, which is why I joined the group. <laughs> and um yeah, That's why
2: I joined
0: too. Yeah. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> out of necessity,
0: you know, yeah. comes whatever. But um, yeah, I, uh, so I have done a, uh, well, <laughs> I was having some life stuff happening, but I sort of did a discovery cohort with Sonia. Um, and I have all the materials and the homework that we were given. So I've been kind of working through it on my own. And that was to figure out, what i'm interested in and what kind of jobs i could see myself doing and stuff and i will say that sonia has been a wealth of knowledge and just like you've had such amazing just ideas when i'm like i'm struggling with this thing you're like well have you thought about this have you thought about that what about this so that has been really valuable so i want to say thank you sonia for that you're welcome glad to be of service Yeah, I love it. Um okay, great. So we've had some great milestones and some fun things happening. and, um, I'd definitely like to talk about job searches for multipotentialites because, um, it's 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 a popular topic. <laughs> so I'm curious what you have noticed that multipods struggle with when job searching um maybe Sonia would be a good person to answer the question because she talks to a lot of the multi-potentialites in the group about this yeah
3: because I talk a lot so it's easier (laughs) to (laughs) actually get some feedback on that but yeah like um Antonia and I have been noticing like more or less the same pattern like um multipods have a whole bunch of interests Mm -hmm. And when it comes to putting it all down in a CV or trying to get, like, um, your uh, transferable skills from one kind of job to the other, how do you actually do that? Or if Mm -hmm. you didn't have a job and you have, like, a very keen interest in something and you actually know a whole bunch about it, like, how do you translate that Mm -hmm. into something that a recruiter or... um, an HR person or whatever is going to look at, that is actually usually the biggest challenge is how to translate that, how to get all the knowledge that the multipod has, Mm. how to get the right language so that it shows all of the amazing facets and skills that we actually have. And it is hard sometimes to actually get to translate All of what we do and what we know, but we have been figuring out with the help of a lot of participants, like what the major like keywords are Mm -hmm. or uh, ways to show that. And for instance, like Annie, Annie Sisson, one of the coaches in the landing the job phase, she was priceless with that because she showed us ways, for instance, to get some characteristics in the CV in a very innovative way, and Mm. that it's actually totally true. But like. It's imaginative and you can actually go and get stuff that you do regularly and put that in a way that shows all the gifts that you have. And mm-hmm. it has been interesting. It, it it brings us to a point where we have to be inventive somehow to really translate all the things that we can actually do, mm-hmm. all that we know, all that we like to learn. <laughs> And put all that into one CV for one job. And then if you need to do some, uh, like a new CV for a different job, like translate that all over again. So so it is, yeah, you need a lot of flexibility. Yeah. And that is like the biggest challenge you would usually. And with that comes the, sometimes the lack of confidence that you have, like the imposter syndrome that everybody talks and knows about, like, you know a lot of stuff, but is it enough for you to say that you actually are good for that job? right? And we try to boost everybody's confidence, and Deb is going to and Margot is going to have uh, a confidence workshop on that because like
0: Ooh, I we need are,
3: that. <laughs> yeah, like we all need it at some point. We are very good at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. and having the confidence to say, "Okay, I'm really this good." I should get this job hire me. Yeah. Is the extra step that we need to take.
0: Totally. Yeah. Antonia, have you do you have anything to add to that just because Sonia mentioned that you would be somebody who also has observed these things.
1: Yes, and I also know that from my own experience because I had been in the uh yeah, family had my family time was a stay-at-home mom and then I wanted to find a good and meaningful job which also can be combined with a family life and uh, so i really uh, struggled and thought and considered for years and years so <laughs> i really know that and uh, i think it's also one problem is that the labor market is made more for specialists and that it's for generalists mm-hmm. it's a bit difficult to uh, to find the right spot where you can apply or and so because when you think okay i forgot um expertise here, a bit of expertise here and a bit of expertise there, but we will always take the person who has the more expertise in the field we want to have, and we don't see, often don't see that uh, it might be good to have someone who has more of an overview.
0: Yes. That's a really good point, and like, what do you do to, you know, you can talk about transferable skills all you want <laughs> till you're blue in the face, but is that really what they're going to, like, how do you convince them that that's going to be enough right so yeah that's definitely a consideration and also something you just said about basically career transitions or um moving into a career when you haven't worked for a while or there's so many complexities to job searching that can be addressed and have to be addressed so yeah totally uh elaine do you have anything to add yeah now, this might not be
2: specific to multi-potentialites, but it's the way I learned it was in the putty-verse just over the last year. So we've all noticed stages in the job search, and a lot of this does have to do with confidence, and I think mm-hmm. it helps to hear uh, that you're not alone. Um, so they're like kind of two really general categories. They're not necessarily distinct, though, but the general categories are you don't feel ready to start to take action. Hmm. Um, And then the other category would be ready to take action, ready to start moving on your job search. Within the first category of not feeling ready, the issue is really learning who you are. So gaining self-knowledge is a big phase and really gaining the belief in yourself and self-confidence. And of course, that's going to bleed into all the other steps. (laughs) You're gonna be continually doing that. So that's completely normal. Um, And then in terms of the not being quite ready, we find a lot of people, they have so many ideas but they don't really listen to their own voice. Mm -hmm. They don't believe their own voice. They feel very lost. They feel very confused and and lack of confidence. So that might be something to do with the multi-potentialite hearing their own voice and thinking, but that doesn't sound like the specialist voice. So it Mm -hmm. must be wrong or uh, just a feeling of being lost. And then when they're ready to find work, there's a whole bunch of steps like um, finding out Um, about ways to find work is a big thing because we all know about applying for advertised jobs, but then there's also the whole networking approach. And then there's combining those two approaches. So that's a big thing that we've learned about in our cohorts. Then there's the technical resumes, LinkedIn and interviews. Then there's researching your field. That's a big thing that I found out that I needed to do is research the field well enough so you can sound like an insider and so you Mm. know how who you are fits in with that field. Um, And a practicing is another thing, practicing expressing who you are and what you have to offer. So that can be through interviews for volunteer and paid work. You can just gain confidence in that and also practice it with your peers in the job search support group researching exactly where you would like to work, mm-hmm. and then you're ready to apply either for advertised jobs and or using your network to get in front of decision makers. So there's a lot of stages and steps, and I think they all in our minds tend to get blurred together and we just think, oh, yeah, I should be ready now. But that's yeah. not the case.
0: I, yeah. would, <laughs> I will say that that is, I think, what we what we think. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it is just reinforcing in my mind that looking for a job is like another part-time or full-time job.
2: <laughs> Can exactly. be. Can be.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh it's interesting to me. uh My, I'm trying, I, I don't want to get onto like a soapbox, but I feel like career is such a thing that um it's just like so important. It's like part, it's so much a part of our culture so much so that you go to a party and people are like, what do you do? That's like the first thing they ask you after they find out your name, you know? And, In some ways, I think that that's not a good thing because we have so many other parts of our lives that are important, but we spend so much time at work or doing work that it's something that you want to make sure you're going to be, that time is going to be at least somewhat valuable to you in various ways, whether it's the money you're making or the experiences you're having or the people you're working with, whatever. So it's like, it's such a huge thing. (laughs) And it's such a daunting thing, too, especially with like, everything you just said is like, oh, goodness, I'm, you know, I I had a, uh, I had a few job interviews a few months ago, a couple of months ago. And it was so draining. And the job landscape has really changed from even just a year yep. ago, where people wanted to have more than one interview, instead of just one interview. And I was like, I don't know if I have the energy for this. <laughs> Like, so it's, uh, I I mean, having the job search support group, honestly, has helped me weed through some of that stuff and also weed through my own voice that comes in when I'm thinking about all this process. So Yeah. yeah, it's been nice. It's nice to have other people who understand and can help you out, especially when you're like drowning and, you know.
3: Yeah. And even like sharing the, the information and the knowledge you have, like for instance, Lisa with an R, she actually uh, set up the first informational interview huddle we had, mm-hmm. where we would actually talk about the jobs jobs we had had before. So we were sharing, sharing the information of what skills are needed, how can you get in uh, like ideas, pros and cons. So you can actually like go through the steps of thinking, okay, this I'm thinking about this.
0: Mm.
3: What is needed? What isn't? Am I like ready to do this? Is this what I'm thinking? Is this going to be totally different? And, and also we've we've like discovered through all the conversations we have. And I mean, it's, it's really interesting because every cohort and every session we have, all the participants always share a lot of knowledge. Mm -hmm. So We're always like uh, learning things with each other. And it is really interesting to see how names change around the globe. Like with the same job has a totally different description somewhere else, Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And like, you cannot attach yourself to a title. You need to know what you want to do. And usually we do that and the titles do not fit. So (laughs) it is interesting to have those inside the chips of actually what that job entails and whatnot and have the networking like even say said, uh, said it's like a big thing and as multipods you can actually create a big network because we've been doing a whole bunch of things mm-hmm. in different places and um, <laughs> if we created like the puttyverse linkedin it would be amazing <laughs> so
0: be amazing. like
3: yeah. So having like our own group within LinkedIn has been like a way to subverse the the, um, the SEO and whatnot. So yeah, it's interesting to see all the things that we can, can come up with.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what you just mentioned about people coming in and sharing their experiences is also like so invaluable. Like if somebody yeah. has an interview, and they're like, well, that was an experience that was different than I've had before or something they can say, here's what I experienced. And um, others can learn from what they experienced. And together as a group, you can also sort of piece pick apart like why what how did that feel, what to do next time, etc. Exactly. Yeah,
2: I'll just jump in it really quickly and say, because this is something really close to my heart. Uh it's just been a privilege to witness all these stories and all this courage and all this progress, you know, now that it's been a year. And um Just for me, just the small steps that people take Mm -hmm. um, are are very revealing—a revelation. Like things that, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. I'm so glad you told me that you do that. How did Mm -hmm. you do that? You know, and it can to them it could seem really small, but everybody else is learning. Mm -hmm.
3: And and the trust that you see, like bonds get created, and we trust each other's with our stories. And because it's like coaching environment, and it's a close group like everybody knows what happens there it just stays there so it's confidential yeah so like there's that trust and that openness that you can actually share all of it and gain more power for having the support from everybody which Mm -hmm. is awesome has Mm -hmm. been really cool
0: for sure it's also super interesting to learn about how things are around the world um, because job markets are not exactly the same everywhere. Um, but actually if somebody says, well, this was my experience in this other country, but I'm in Canada, I can hear that person's experience and actually go, you know, that might actually apply to me in some way, or I can use that advice or I can use that example in a way that will, um, help me in my job search or my interview skills or whatever. So it's, it's really cool to, to have that. Yeah. So, um, I had wanted to ask (laughs) for some advice for multi-potentialites in searching for jobs. Um, And I think Elaine, you had really laid out some observations and sort of that, um, the different like steps for a job uh, search, but maybe you could go a little bit more into, you did have some things that you mentioned that were kind of like advice. So I I wonder if there's any of those you can sort of uh, expand on or-
2: I, mine were just observations of the stages, so I think I'll leave it to Antonia and Sonia to answer your
0: question okay, in sure. more detail. Yeah. Antonia, do you have any burning advice off the top of your head? Uh,
1: what What helped me finally to get my job was really to uh, networking because I contacted another mom who had worked in the field where I wanted to go and asked her and uh, sometime late she didn't reply at once but sometime later she uh, told me there was an opportunity and I took it. So networking is definitely good and what we also worked out in the group is generally that um, if you have an interview it's uh, it's a two-way road so you can. Mm-hmm. It's not only that way. Ask questions and uh, interview you, but it's only also that you can ask questions about the job, so that you really know what it is about. Of course, you never really get the perfect picture because, mm-hmm. after all, it's an interview and it's market also marketing. But uh, you you have a right to ask questions and to find out what is it is about.
0: I have a couple follow up questions to the what you just said. Um, First of all, how do you approach somebody that's in a field that you're interested in? Like, what kind of a message do you write? Just hey, you're in this field I'm interested in. Can we talk sometime? Or how, how did how did you do it?
1: Okay, that was another mom, which I knew quite well. And another mom told me, oh, okay. why don't you ask her? And I wrote to her that I want to work in this field. And I know that she works in that field. And maybe if she knows some, if you could talk about it, actually, I wanted to do. And she's always very busy. So she didn't reply at first, but then she uh, she had it in my in her head somehow, and so when she heard about that thing, she could uh, give me the information. She also informed her because I'm not in the same company as she is, so she uh, gave information to the HR person, and so that was, I think, quite good.
0: Oh wow! So you had that like internal connection yes. that actually maybe gave you a bit of a leg up, yes, so to speak. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So it was a completely different field than you were in before? Yes. Or? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. How was it uh, with sort of learning how to be in that new field? Did your job support you pretty well or?
1: Yeah. So it's um, because normally I've trained as a um, lawyer, but I never worked at one, And so now at the okay. moment I'm in this. So, um, Social services, and I'm working with refugees, so I'm teaching mm. them German and so on. So it's a bit different, but of course, I can okay. also lo- use my law knowledge if I want and much, yeah. Find my way, and it's
0: quite good. That's really cool. Congratulations! Yeah, thanks. That's awesome. Um, shoot, you said one other thing that with it was your advice. There was the reaching out to somebody who is in the field you're interested in, and then there was a second thing that I can't... Yeah, Oh, the interviews. Exactly. Yeah, so um, my sort of Mm -hmm. (laughs) hang-up, and I'm sure other people have this who are listening as well, is like when you're on the interview and you are talking about... You're asking them questions. Mm -hmm. What are the best kind of questions to ask, do you think?
1: Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) I've never... Uh, have rarely been in this situation but uh, recently but I think it's yeah good to ask maybe for example about the culture at the in the group where you want to work in or uh, how is it for example with decision you could ask for example for decisions how are decisions made are by top bottom or are by the collective or hmm. for example this would be an idea or for example what it is about um Tra- professional training? Do you have some um, chances to do more training later? Or how is it generally seen? Or, for example, just uh, <clears throat> mistakes. How are uh, mistakes dealt with? Well, so many mm. things. Maybe you can, bef- be- before you start to interview, before you go into the inter- interview, if you could make some, yeah, write down some questions. What is the most, uh, what are your values? What would be the really um, top value for you or the, no
0: goal yeah so and, and you can deal breakers. deal breakers exactly mm, deal breakers yeah yeah Definitely. because like the
3: the first thing we we talk about especially in the discovery uh cohorts is like figure out what drives you what really makes you take mm-hmm. what you want to have in a job mm-hmm. and once you get to the interview you need to know if they have that uh, or if they have any deal breakers like anything that you know you cannot do like for instance people that like uh, their autonomy that like to have their own responsibility for their things and not be like micromanaged right okay ask that yeah up front yeah because like this is a relationship you're creating a relationship it's like going on a date you need to know the basic things. so like mm-hmm. do you leave your toilet bowl cover up or down like if that is the deal breaker ask it like whatever like if it is important to you company
0: toilet culture
3: exactly for instance if it is if it is something important like the first thing i do when i go into a restaurant or cafe or whatnot i i I check out everything if i need to go to the bathroom that is actually a deal breaker for me because if it's dirty or whatnot i'm out and i'll never be back right I, i don't care how how nice it looks or the food is good like if the bathroom sucks, I'm out.
0: (laughs) You know, that actually is interesting. I've thought about this too. It makes me also think that if the bathroom is not very nice, they either don't want to pay for custodians to to clean, or they're not paying their people enough to clean the bathrooms. And I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually thought about this.
3: Yeah. and, And if you have something like, okay, I want to learn... I'm new at this. I have a lot of skills that I can actually apply here, but I still want to have some training. Do you provide training? Oh, no. Okay, then I'm out. Right. But it's not easy for you to have the confidence to get to a place like I need the job, I need the money. Mm-hmm. And now I'm telling them I do not want the job. But the question is something that we actually work in the sessions and everything is the visualization. Like, know what you want Mm -hmm. specifically with all the details. Like you can almost smell it and feel it. And if something doesn't add up or it doesn't check all the boxes, then I don't care how good it sounds. If there's something there that you're not totally on board with, imagine yourself working six months of that and how you will be after those six months. So like, do you want to actually go there Make money, but lose a lot of energy uh I don't know, like work in a toxic environment just because you it's it pays better than the other job that is volunteer work, but had awesome people like it's not an easy choice, and we all need to do like the assessment like how bad do I want this
0: mm-hmm.
3: like uh, do I really want to compromise my values, like Antonio said, like these are my core values, am I going to work for? an abusive company, a company that hmm. does not respect the environment, whatever. Like if you're a total feminist going into an environment that it's so total patri- patriarchal, like makes no sense. But like, do you really need the jo- the money that much or do you want a job where you can actually make a difference? Like that is the mindset of going into an interview as if it were like for a, a date is actually probably the best comparison because then it makes you feel like you own the place you're sitting on. It's not just an uncomfortable chair where mm-hmm. you are being being scrutinized and can can say nothing and need to appear appear awesome to get a job that you know nothing about except that it has the title that you are looking for. Yeah. So like, ask away. Really try to figure out if that matches the picture you have in your head of what you want. And again, not easy, but needed. Otherwise, especially as multipods, like everybody feels it, but especially as multipods, like we start climbing walls (laughs) and really going haywire. And we do not Mm. want that. We
0: want happy multipods. Yes, Yes. we want happy multipods. Yeah. This reminds me of an interview experience I had where I... um, was interested in this admin assistant job and then when we got to the interview they were really vague about some things and mm-hmm. i was like i got out of the interview being like i don't know like i had actually really thought that i would enjoy the job itself but when it came to pay they didn't even really have they had a pay range which i realize is pretty like normal But they were just kind of wishy-washy when I asked them about the pay range. Um, And there were a couple things about, like, culture that I just felt like I wasn't getting a straight answer on. And that gave me a not-so-great feeling. So in the end, they didn't give me the job. And I was like, I think I dodged a bullet, so it's fine. (laughs)
3: Exactly. So
0: it's really important to ask those questions because also your gut will tell you when something is off, right? Yeah. So. true. Yeah.
3: Sometimes literally, like you, you go into an interview and you like meditated before you totally relaxed, and then in there you're like, Oh my god, I'm starting to cramp and whatnot. Like, follow your gut, get the hell out of there. Yeah. Because yeah. your body knows. Yeah, for yeah. sure,
0: for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's tricky, but uh yeah, I appreciate your advice, because I need to hear it. And I know other people need to hear it, too. Um I just wanted to add maybe what would be a
1: good idea for a good job model also for multiparts is the so-called umbrella job, where you have something like an umbrella, like, a, for example, if you're a journalist, you can work on really a lot of to- different topics. So you can really live out your multi-potential life mm. and, for example, write on articles. Or sometimes, for example, I worked as assistant to the uh, CEO, and that is also quite an umbrella job. It was a bit too much, but generally, this is also a good job. So we're different ways. You're
0: doing lots of different things. Yeah.
1: Yes. And for example, Barbara Sher and the Refuse to Choose books. she also offers a lot of uh, advice and good, um, yeah, she says, so if you're this kind of multi maybe this is the ideal life for you. And she really has a lot of good advice. Her book is not very very recent, but I think it's still
0: very valid what she writes. Cool. I've heard of that book. I feel like it's also been mentioned on the podcast before. So go check it out, everybody. I've actually had it on my list for like years now. (laughs) Uh, True multi-potentialite fashion. Uh, I'd also like to hear, I know Elaine, you said that Antonia and Sonia would be better for giving advice, but you've been doing your own job search recently. I'm wondering if you have any advice from what you've learned recently. Well,
2: in terms of what I've accomplished... I think what I have accomplished, oh, I'm getting a heart from Sonia, which I really appreciate. <laughs> um, um, I think what I have accomplished is that even though it's not paid work, um, I am doing work that is truly meaningful to me. Um, and that is not something, I mean, it's if you say that to somebody on the street, they would be like, maybe they'd be like, oh, so what? You're volunteering. So what? Big deal. But even um, with volunteering over the course of my life, you know, I'm in my 50s now, so I've I've lived a bit. Um, that finding a volunteer role that actually uses all of who you are, for me, that was not necessarily straightforward. It's mm-hmm. very easy to get caught in volunteer roles where you feel really constrained and mm-hmm. like not really seen and not growing and that sort of thing. And so now I have managed to do that. And I think it's very related um, to finding work uh, that makes you happy uh, because it involves really surveying your landscape and getting more informed about, well, what is out there? What are the organizations that are out there? And then, like, targeting certain organizations where your heart just starts to pitter-patter when you think, oh, wow, I could be doing that, mm-hmm. you know? So, um now, I am doing several things that really are deeply meaningful to me and are very challenging. And I want the same thing for my work. And I have been pursuing that. And I think a lot of it has to do with allowing yourself to want it, but also to show up for who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I find in the not for profit world, um, It's very important to be able to express your deep passion for whatever it is they're doing. So that for me wasn't easy. It's very important to be able to tell stories about yourself. That for me was very hard. So we all have these things that sound simple. Oh, Tell a 60 to 90 second story about something that's really unique about you. I found that really hard. Mm. You know, I had to really work at that, not just for technical reasons, but for emotional reasons. Why do I have a right to tell a story about myself? You know, I can tell you facts about myself, but why do I have a right to take up space and
0: tell a story? So that's the kind of inner work that has to be done there. yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's the kind of things we practice. Yeah with each other. Yeah. So, um, connecting to the person that you're speaking to, uh, so that there is a back and forth there. Another thing I've learned is letting go what the outcome is going to be because you cannot control that. Um, you can just show up and be who you are and be proud of yourself for doing that. 100%. No matter what the outcome is, yeah. be proud of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So those are, those are a few ideas.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Um, this also is making me think about how, as multi-potentialites, we are so different from each other in, and, and similar in some ways and different in some ways and whatever, but um, – you know, some people I've I've seen in the puttyverse over the years, people some people saying, "You know, I just want a job that kind of pays the bills and like I like to do and but it doesn't have to be like my passion because I can explore my passions outside of work." And I think that's a very delicate balance because you also want to make sure you're in a job that isn't so stressful that when you get home or you log off that you just can't enjoy your life. But there's something to be said for that, too, is like sometimes a job is really just to like support yourself and your family and whoever and the other fun stuff. You don't have to always have the fun stuff in your job as well. I've also seen from turning a hobby into somewhat of a career that it can make you disgruntled about your hobby then, too, (laughs) which isn't so nice. Yeah, yeah. So there's that delicate line, but like for some people, it's very important that their job is meaningful and all that stuff. So it's just like a very individual process and a very individual thing, I think.
2: There is this um, phenomenon that I'm aware of because I I guess I'm a highly sensitive person and I read a book. uh, It's called Making Work Work for the Highly Sensitive Person and um, that we try to find work that is kind of a little bit below our capabilities because we think it'll be less stressful. But often those kinds of jobs, if you're very sensitive and care a lot about the relationships at work, actually can be very, very stressful to somebody who's sensitive.
0: And can lead to burnout too. Yeah, that Being was very revealing. Being bored can actually yeah. lead to burnout as well. We think yeah. it's all about stress, but it's not <laughs> always all about stress, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, either boredom, I guess, or frustration, yeah. or just the relationships are really very top down and yeah. not very yeah.
0: delicate. Um, and that can really wear, wear on you, yeah. And I think also like you have to allow yourself to try something, maybe something new, And be like, you know what, this isn't for me. And then look for something else and being gentle with yourself too.
3: Yeah, that's that's something I've been learning. Really good advice. Also allow yourself to go after what you want. Like, again, using the relationship comparison or metaphor or whatever. uh, Do not only look into dating apps. Uh, and uh, job boards and do not only look for uh, people that are getting a lot of hits, hence um, the jobs that really have a lot of candidates and whatnot. Like if you really want uh, to work in a certain company because it really appeals to you, if you really want to work with a certain p- person or the, you want to work in their company because they're you're doing an amazing job, like go after it. Like I I always tell this story like I had a person in my family that actually did that like he really wanted to work in this company he wrote an email to the CEO telling him how he always admired him and he was getting out of um, college and university and he wanted to get have a job there, even if it was just like a training spot, but he wanted to work there. And he did the training spot and and then he stayed there to work. So like, It happens Mm -hmm. if you can, you can totally go after the person that you admire, like as in a relationship, don't wait for people to have their dating profile available. If you really are interested in uh, a certain job or a certain company, go for it and have the confidence to show up as yourself, because that is actually the person they're hiring. And the same way you want honesty on their part. So like be as honest as you can if they're smart, they'll hire you. If they aren't, okay, move on. Same thing as a relationship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Oh, this has been so good. And I think we're kind of getting to our time. So I think it's probably time to wrap up. I feel like we could talk about this forever. But maybe we'll have you on again and do some more like, hey, six months down the road, how's the job search group going? You know, that kind of thing. So That would be great. I really appreciate you all being here. I really appreciate all all your insight and your advice. And um, I really appreciate the fact that you've started this group because I have definitely benefited from it. Hopefully I can pay that forward in the future too. Um, Any last
3: thoughts? Thank you, Elaine, for creating the group Mm. and bringing us all in this journey with you. Yes.
2: Yes. Oh, it's been such a wonderful part of my life. And I hope it continues to be.
0: Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And thank you to the three of you for being on the podcast. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you. you so much for giving us this opportunity, Vanessa. This Absolutely. Wonderful. Absolutely. Amazing.